0: Frustrated with toxic people, they can't see how much they hurt me. I just want this chaos to cease.
1: Here's your
0: host, Dr. Shayla, my source for how to live a life of peace. Find peace in the midst of toxic negativity. Welcome to the Toxic People Detox, a practical guide for finding peace in the midst of toxic people. It's not about changing them. It's about changing how you respond to them. And doing so in a productive, healthy way. This is episode 20, 7 Reasons Why Toxic People Target You. I had an acquaintance tell me one time, you know, Shayla, I feel like the word sucker is written across my forehead. And I said, you know what? I feel the same way. Because I have been taken for a ride. I've been scammed. And I said, what is it about me that gives this impression that (laughs) it's easy to take advantage of me? And why is it that I seem to attract certain type of toxic people? Well, the fact is that there are toxic personality types that make a point of seeking out a certain type of person. Then they want to unload their bad behavior and manipulation. Uh, For example, a drama queen is far more likely to seek out a person who is highly reactive as opposed to someone who's kind of more even natured. Why? Because they want drama. If you're a person who has an even temper, it's hard to get drama out of a person like that. Before I launch into these seven reasons why toxic people target you, just let me paint with a broad brush right here. The thing that attracts toxic people to you is the fact that they're looking for an easy target. They want a quick win. And part of that is going after people who won't put up a fight. Now understand everybody's a target, but yet some more so than others. And if you're that type that doesn't like conflict, well, I need to rephrase that if you're afraid of conflict, Now, I don't like conflict. I hate conflict. I would do what I can to avoid it. But if I'm faced with it, yeah, I'll meet you halfway. In fact, I'll meet you more than halfway. An example was when I was in graduate school and I had a professor tell me, I want you to go (laughs) get my laundry. And I was like, I'm not going to pick up your drawers. I didn't mean to say it like that, but it kind of just came out, but she got angry. She said, you know, when your professor tells you to do something, I said, look, if you tell me to go get a beaker, I'm kind of obligated to do that. It's in my, it's in my contract, but I'm not obligated to do any kind of personal uh, task for you because you're blurring the line between professionalism and your personal life. And I'm pretty sure that's unethical. Oh, she wasn't too happy about what I said, but you know what was interesting? She never asked me to do that again. Never. And I've given this example before I was part of a church back in the day, and they put my name on a list to teach Sunday school. And then I found out about, and I said, no, I'm not doing that. I said, look, if you all want me to do something, ask me to do it. Don't make these arrangements behind my back and then expect me to follow through. And yeah, you should have seen the look on their faces when I said that. But I had to nip that in the bud. I said, "I I want you to understand, respect my time. It doesn't matter how good the cause is. Ask me first. And again, that situation never came up again. So if you're that type that likes to keep your peace or you don't like conflict, yes, you will be a target. So that's the underlying cause for all these seven traits that I'm about to talk about. Reason number one, you listen without boundaries. And what that means is you're a good listener. And that's great. In fact, a lot of these traits are actually good traits. However, toxic people tend to take advantage of them. That's the issue. All right. So listening without boundaries means you let people monopolize a conversation. And if you let a person talk, they'll talk your ear off as long as you let them. So let's say you have one of those negative type people or you have a drama queen. They cannot indulge in their toxic behavior without someone to listen to them. They need an audience. And if you're a sympathetic listener, you're probably the type of person, well, I don't want to be rude. I don't want to cut them off, but they're being rude. If they get that sense that you're like that, that you just don't want to cut them off, I guarantee you'll take advantage of the situation. And if you try to give any subtle hints like, oh, look at the time, they don't care. They will, I don't care what time it is. You better listen to what I have to say. But see, here's the problem. If you listen to them and indulge in it, you're not insisting on healthy boundaries. And in a roundabout way, you're acknowledging that their thoughts, feelings, and time are more valuable than your own. And that's what makes you a target. Because like I said, whether consciously or subconsciously, they get that about you and they'll take advantage. All right. So that was trait number one. You listen without boundaries. Number two, you are an easygoing person. Sometimes I'm laid back. And like I said, I don't like conflict. So I'll do what I can to soothe it over. But in my early adulthood, people took advantage of that. I mean, man, they took me for a ride. I've gotten scammed. Um, And here's the problem. Why are toxic people drawn to easygoing people? The thing is, people like that tend to be agreeable. They're slow to take offense and that's fine. However, a toxic person looks at that and says, you know what? I see someone I can manipulate and control. And they look at these type of people as puppets and they enjoy the manipulation and want to see what they can get other people to do. They're likely to keep an eye out for people who are pushovers. Now, just because you're easygoing doesn't mean you're a pushover, but some people, their personalities are like, you know what, I'll just do what this person wants so I can get out of my hair. That's one of the issues with the easygoing person. They might see your even temper as a blank slate upon which to impose their will. And if you're not careful, Uh, easygoing people tend to be unlikely to assert themselves and may not be good at spotting things like passive aggressions. Like I said, it took me almost seven years before I actually clued into a person who was passive aggressive. So that was reason number two, you're easygoing. Uh, Reason number three, you have and share goals. Now what's so wrong with that? Well, it's a good thing, right? Yeah. Goals help us succeed. However, it doesn't mean you should stop having goals. It just means that you need to be more diligent about people who are toxic around you. For example, a negative person might like the opportunity to put a damper on someone else's dreams or ambitions. I think we're all familiar with this one. We have an idea. It's like, well, that's, that's never going to work. It, and it might not. A negative thing is not always a bad thing. But you have people that just poo-poo everything. They're the type of people that can point out the one dark cloud in the sky. We know these folks. Uh, The fault-finding type of people. Again, they're drawn to these goal-oriented people because they love to look for the kink in the armor and they were hammering in. It's kind of like the self-righteous person, almost. And they thrive on finding mistakes and reasons why your goal will not work. And why do they do this? Because they're trying to cover up their own faults or the fact that they have... Uh, missed opportunities, or they didn't complete their own goals. So, you know, I can't complete my goal. Why should you? That's kind of their, that mentality. And then speaking of which, you have people with victim mentalities. They thrive on a way to blame the world for their problems. But they like to be around goal-oriented people because now they can compare and contrast their sad existence to yours. It just fills them, you know, it's like misery loves company, you know, <laughs> that kind of thing. And so they love to complain about all the advantages that you have and they don't, whether it's true or not. And then, you know, you have your envious type people. Well, why would they be drawn to goal oriented people? Because it feeds their toxicity. It's like a drug almost. It takes more effort to stay in their misery than it does to do something constructive. You know, they're kind of like the people with victim mentalities. They just love making that comparison and it makes them miserable. So that was number three, you have and share goals. Number four, you're generous with your time. You're generous with your money. You're you're a generous person. You're a great person, but you know what? And someone who's unscrupulous will take advantage of that and they will take and take and take and bleed you dry. I think we all know this one. You might have a self-sabotaging person that can take advantage of someone. Let's say if they're at work and there's a deadline and they know you're generous. So, you know, they'll play that. They'll play their little card and they'll get you to do all the work. A generous nature will lead someone to try to bail them out constantly. Let's say if you're dealing with the arrogant type of person, they assume that their time is more valuable than yours. And they'll take advantage by bombarding you with emails, phone calls, because they feel entitled to your generosity. (laughs) They feel entitled to your support. So... Number five, you are a natural peacemaker. You're the one that people go to to solve their problems. Now, why does this one make you a target? Because there are people, they may subconsciously seek help from you, but in doing so, they actually end up dragging you down. I like to think of it as this way. Back in the day when I was in college and I took intermediate swimming, and one of the things our swim coach said, you have to understand something. If there's one thing that's worse than drowning, it's a double drowning. And that is you have a person who's drowning and then you swim out to go rescue them. And then they pull you under. And then before you know it, then both of you might drown. And so what he told us, if someone is drowning, you have to let them tire themselves out. I mean, if you have nothing to throw at them, if there's no inner tube, no stick, you can let them grab onto let them tire themselves out because now they don't have the energy to fight you though. They don't have the energy to bring you down under with them. And when you're a peacemaker, Sometimes we find ourselves in that same type of scenario where people are fighting and kicking and screaming. You're trying to save them. And before you know it, they drag you down with them. Now, you know, who's attracted to this type of person, probably more so than any type of toxic person. And that is the drama queen. Drama queens or kings crave attention. They love drama and they tend to be heedless of the damage they cause. Drama kings and queens love these type folks. Why? Why? because they tend to lack the ability to fix things on their own. So they turn to peacemakers to do it for them. <laughs> you hear what I'm saying? They can't fix their own life. So they come to you, but at the same time, they're like the drowning person. They're kicking and screaming. And in the effort to try to help them before you know it, they'll take you down right along with them. Now it's not your job to clean up messes that they create. In fact, I had someone email me and say, you know what? I don't want to spend my time cleaning up other people's messes. I'm like, you know, good for you because I came to that realization probably in my early thirties, but this is when I started having all those health problems. Now I do what I can to help people, but I've said before, I'm not Atlas hoisting the world up on my shoulders. It's not my job to save people. I can only give advice and give my perception, but whether people take what I say to heart or not, is not up to me. It's up to them. Okay. Trait number six, you are the eternal optimist. Why is this one a target? You know, you, you want to see the good in people. You want to see the good in the situation. But the problem is toxic people know that, and they know they can get away with stuff with you because, you know, you'll see the good in them. And so no matter how badly I treat you, you you want to see the good in me. You just want to believe that I can be a good person, that I can change, and you know what? If I were that type of person, I will take advantage, and, and before you know it, they'll drain you dry. And sometimes people like that just cannot see the forest for the trees. There's a lot to be said for optimism, but then there's something to be said for a healthy dose of skepticism. As one person put it, if someone tells you that he's a jerk, believe him. There's a reason why he told you that. For some of us, we want to see past that and say, oh, that that could be a very good person. Look, oh, that person has potential. Look, I don't care about potential. It doesn't matter. That person could be a very good person down the road. Sure, that person can change down the road, but deal with the person as he or she is right now. Leave the change for the future that may or may not come. And then trait number seven, you're the popular person. Most people want to gravitate toward the popular person. Why? Because as I said, there's some talks of people, whether consciously or subconsciously want to be the center of attention. And if they can't attract attention of their own, they will gravitate to someone who already has the attention and they will get it by proxy. The mere proximity to a popular person is enough to get them the attention they crave. You know, it it almost sounds like a parasitic type relationship, like a tick on a dog. Why? Because they want an audience. Like I said before, if you're a listener and you don't have any boundaries, hey, they'll take your ear and they will monopolize the conversation. So if you're a popular person, they will gravitate toward you because they want a bit of that spotlight. Some of them just aren't capable of getting the attention they want. So they'll kind of leech off the popular person, kind of like a parasite. All right. So these seven traits, obviously they're not the only thing, but there's some major things. And if you notice they're positive, being a good listener, being an optimist, being generous, those are good traits. But the problem is good traits can attract bad people. So what do you do? Does that mean you become a bad person? No. It just means that you have to acknowledge those traits. If you have toxic people and they're drawn to you. Okay. What is it about your personality? And I'm I'm not saying that it's your fault. All I'm saying is that people will look at that and take advantage. Like I said, I'm a pretty laid back person and I'm not going to stop doing that because I don't feel the need to exert energy in all different directions and wear myself out. So I had to acknowledge, okay, this is something that's one of my virtues, but at the same time, it becomes a back door for toxic people to walk through. So what do I have to do? Had to assert myself. I had to say, I'm not afraid of conflict. Basically, that's what it comes down to. Regardless if you're generous, if you're a good listener, if you're an easygoing person, the key is not being afraid of conflict. I didn't say you had to like it. That's not the same. It's you're not afraid of it. As I said about my professor, when she asked me to go get her laundry, no, that's inappropriate. I'm not doing that. And yes, we had a bit of a conflict, but that never came up again. So If you're afraid of conflict, just realize, okay, you might have this temporary scuffle, but chances are it won't become an issue down the road. So here's some questions for you. Who are the toxic people in your life? Which of the personality traits that I mentioned before do you possess? In what ways do these people take advantage of you or how are they unloading their toxicity on you? What I mean is, are they the jealous types? Are they the drama queens? Are they the passive aggressors? Are they the self-righteous? Whatever falls in those categories. So these questions will help you crystallize the things you want to change. Remember, it's not about changing them, but changing your approach. I tell people, look, I stand my ground. Don't volunteer me for something. And then if you, once you set the boundaries, do not backtrack. And be as honest and specific as you can, okay? So take as much time as you need to make a list of things, whether it's your personality traits that you have or some of the toxic people you're dealing with, what is it they're throwing at you, negativity, envy, uh, control freaks, you're dealing with uh, passive aggressives, you're dealing with self-righteous, whatever it is, ask yourself, which one of these traits might I possess that they're trying to take advantage of? Once you realize the kink in your armor, then you can say, Okay, I might not like conflict, but I won't be afraid of it. I will have to deal with it. It may be uncomfortable, but in the long term, it will be much better for me. All right? So until next time, I wish you peace in the midst of toxic people. Take care. Go to the toxicpeopledetox.com. Find peace in the midst of toxic negativity.